attention, please. Stop walking while I'm squawking. All aboard. Hi, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another week of Gen D, also known as a glimpse inside the re- the very weird brains of Adam and Dana that is consumed by all things Disney at all times. Adam, did I tell you that my dad, who's been listening, was like, you know a lot about Disney. Like, you, <laughs> you know a lot about Disney. I'm like, dad, this is what I do in my spare time. I just watch YouTube videos. I read all the news. And he's like, I, this is like a lot, kind of embarrassingly, a lot of news that you know about Disney. Hey, you know, I I, I'm not embarrassed. I'm ra- I'm waving the flag. Like, it's fine. Yeah. It's totally fine. And actually, like, we've been filling our time watching YouTube videos because I think I mentioned the other week that uh, Disney Cruise Line brought the Disney Magic, I believe it is, over to the UK where they're just, like, shooting around the channel over there, the English channel. And uh, our favorite UK vloggers, well, second, second favorite, I would say, because we love Victoria. Love mm-hmm. Victoria, Disney in detail. But Adam Hatton is back with his best friend, Gary. And they are, Adam was a cast member at Disney World uh, at one point in his life. Uh, he lives in the UK and he is hilarious. He and Gary and their shenanigans are hilarious. And they did an epic two hour vlog from their first day on the cruise out oh, of the wow. UK. It was two hours. Like, and did, we watched. Did you it. watch we were, the whole thing? Oh, we watched the entire thing. It was like the <laughs> like Disney Cruise Line feature film starring Adam and Gary, and like they're just they're ridiculous. They had apparently cashed in. They had like been booked on a cruise, like a big seven night cruise somewhere, Disney cruise, and they mm-hmm. had to cancel that because of COVID. So they cashed in all their money, and they got concierge level one bedroom suite on the Disney magic. And this thing is insane. The room is like six regular staterooms combined, a massive balcony that like concierge people came by their door in the afternoon with the champagne cart being like champagne. Here you go. Like I was like, "Uh Oh, and so Kurt and I are watching this because we keep talking about doing a Disney cruise at some point. And we're like, I was like, Oh no, I don't know if I can do regular. I think we have to do concierge. (laughs) Oh, it's like, it's crazy. So they were the first people to get on the ship because of that. And they had like hours to just run around the ship on their own before everybody else boarded. So anyway, uh, it's a lot of fun. If you need some Disney feels in your life, check out Adam Hatton and watch him and Gary's adventures on a cruise ship. Can we also talk about concierge level for a second? Because I have never done a concierge level at Disney World. You have? No, not at Disney World. We did Disneyland. Oh, at the Disneyland Hotel? Yeah. Nice. I really want to do the Disney World concierge level. And I will also because of my obsession with Disney and YouTube, I have watched pretty much every hotel that offers concierge. I've watched people explain what you get out of it. And, you know, I really think it's worth the money for what you get. And I am I'm lightly thinking about upgrading one of our trips to Disney World as a concierge level one. Well, so every so I because we were watching this vlog about the concierge stuff on the cruise ship, everything I've been reading is save your money and do it for a cruise because like oh, the okay. benefits are astronomically better than what you get 
uh, at a Disney resort with concierge level. So, I mean, like when we did concierge level at Disneyland, it was really cool. Like the concierge guy met us at our car at the valet, greeted us, walked us in, handed us our keys, brought us up to the concierge lounge, gave us cocktails. Like it was a very nice experience. But then other than that, you just got like free breakfast and snacks up in the concierge lounge. And that was about it. So it, it was cool. Fine. Whatever. Great view of the parks from the lounge. Cool. However, on the cruise ship, so I, because we're thinking about going for our wedding anniversary next October, I was pricing out like a stateroom with a veranda or a concierge level. Mm-hmm. World of difference. So like the stateroom, you get a queen bed, it's smaller, but you get the balcony. The concierge level, you get a king bed, the pullout bed, a balcony, like more space, bigger, nicer furnishings. The bathroom's allegedly nicer. But yep. aside from the room, okay, you get... So 125 days before your cruise. So you, so people with like, apparently there's like status with cruise. Like if you've been on five cruises, 10 cruises, whatever, you get more benefits. Like you can book reservations and uh, excursions and spas. And the actually key point for us is the, it's a small world nursery. You can start booking that out at your designated date oh, cool. based on your level of ticket that you've bought or your status level with you've been on X many cruises, sure, right? Sure, sure. If you are concierge level, and there's only 55 concierge cabins on the Disney Wish. Okay. So if you're concierge level, 125 days out, your concierge assistant will email you saying, what are your preferences? What do you want? And you can then be like, we need, we want to go to dinner at this restaurant on this day at this time. We want to go to the spot, this date, this time. Also, we want uh, to reserve It's a Small World Nursery for our kid during those same windows, blah, blah, blah. At 120 days, they will automatically just set it all up for you. So you get first dibs on everything that you want with a cruise, and you don't have to worry about it. You just tell them five days before that, here's everything I want, and they do it. Okay, but here's the question. What's the price tag for concierge versus (laughs) a deluxe veranda room? So- we were looking for a we're looking at the three and the four nights. Um, I'm leaning towards the four nights because you get a full day and night on the ship yep. without excursions, which I'm kind of like, well, that's kind of cool because then we get to actually explore the ship and have time. Yeah. Um, so for a four, I believe I'd have to look this up again, but I believe the regular stateroom with the veranda because that's like non-negotiable. I want coffee on my veranda in the morning. Totally. Um I think for two people plus a baby, it was like, I want to say 3,500 or so. That sounds about right. And then for the state room, for the concierge state room, it starts between 5,800 going all the way up to, depending on the dates, to like 8,000. And then if you want like a one bedroom suite or they're like new multiple floor suites and all that, it goes 10 to $30,000 for the trip. Wow. But I was thinking about like this. If it's going to be our one big vacation in October of next year, right? You put your down payments around $1,000 and then just save. Like put your money away every month if that's going to be our thing and we want to make it a really nice trip and enjoy every moment of it. Like we'll save and we'll make that our big blowout trip of the year. It's our fifth year anniversary. Noah will be like, Almost two years old. It'll be fun, I yeah. think, to have him there. And so we'll see. Uh, anyway, we'll see what <laughs> happens when I do all the numbers. But the, all those benefits, 
uh, that you get with the concierge. Plus, you get more time on the boat. Yeah. You're, like, you're there early. They have the concierge. Oh, and they have, new to the wish, I believe, is uh, jacuzzis and a, like, uh, shallow pool only for concierge. They, so they have this separate adult pool right. for adults only, but now they have an additional concierge pool area only as well. Nice. Well, that sounds really cool. <sighs> yeah. So anyway, but we'll see. Anyway, but <laughs> just go watch the vlogs. Okay. They're fun. You'll be sucked in and you'll, it's like Adam Hatton said on the vlog, once you go concierge, you never go oh, back. Oh no. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, anyway, why don't we dive into, uh, this is Halloween. This is Halloween. Halloween. Uh, my favorite time of the year. I am literally like, cannot wait to get the Halloween decorations out. There's so much like Disney Halloween decorations. We already put our decorations out. Oh, yes. Oh, I, I'm like trying to hold off till the beginning of October. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I can. No, we did it last weekend. And we had Allison, who everybody now knows because she was just on the podcast. We had her family over this weekend. And she said to her wife when she walked, she's like, look, Leanne, she put up the decorations already. We can do it, too. So this is your PSA, everyone. It's okay. Dana says it's all right to put up the Halloween decorations. Well, I – so – Kurt's going out of town for 24 uh-huh, hours tomorrow. Uh-huh. The Halloween decorations might be up when he gets back. <laughs> I'm all for it. I mean, I can't wait. I, I love Halloween. I just, it's my it's favorite. It's my favorite too. Um, I love it. So, Halloween, uh, it's Halloween at Disneyland. Like, it started, and it started late this year. Usually they start this in like early you August. You know what? It's is when Disneyland It's my gets favorite going. season at the parks. We keep asking a lot of our guests yeah. that question. We forgot to ask Allison those questions, but we will. We'll have her back mm. on, everyone. Um, but it's my favorite season at Disneyland and specifically Disneyland at Halloween time because they go all out with their decorations way more than Disney World in my opinion um just with all oh, the yeah. cute like banners and the big Disney Mickey pumpkin that goes in the center of Main Street it's so quintessential have you watched the uh, it was on YouTube and I'm sure it's probably on Disney Plus now but like where they do the transformation overnight yes. from regular Disneyland to Halloween footage. and the big pumpkin. Yes. Yeah. It's so cool. And they show you how they set up that giant mm-hmm. Mickey pumpkin. I love it. I love it. So I also feel like they're making up for last time. Cause last year we didn't get to have Halloween at yeah. Disneyland. Like, and you know, for what it's worth, I, I, what I love about both Disneyland and universal in California is you get both. Things. You get the happy, fun Halloween stuff at Disneyland, and then you can get the scared out of your mind stuff at totally. Universal. So yeah. you kind of get you get both. Um, and from what I understand, Halloween, Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Hollywood is way better than Florida. Oh, I've, I've only told, done but. Halloween Horror Nights at California, Hollywood, and it's phenomenal. But I've never done Florida, so I can't really compare. I can I just say, I really hope, I think I've talked about this before, about the COVID Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Florida yes, last did. year. Where, yeah, that all the scary actors were behind plexiglass. Hopefully we're past that. I don't know. They have to on. be. They, you know, we just went to Universal Studios Hollywood a couple of weeks ago, and you can meet regular characters up close. Now, the face characters, like Scooby-Doo team was all out, and they wore masks, but... Our daughter met um, the troll characters, and you could go up and hug them like normal. So my guess Uh is they're not going to do the plexiglass thing for Halloween Horror Nights. Well, 
We'll see. I, I kind of want to go. Anyway, um, so, but we're talking about Disneyland and Halloween at Disneyland, which is my favorite. And to cue up the song again, this is Halloween. Uh, the best overlay that, like, will always forever top every overlay Disney does. It's better than uh, the Jingle Cruise for um, Jungle Cruise down in Florida when they do that. Just blows out out of the water. It's the nightmare before Christmas overlay at the Haunted Mansion. It's only in California. It's our little thing. And it is my most favorite. I think I've said this before on the podcast. Like, it's my most favorite thing with the Mine too. With Halloween. And I love that it runs because it it's both. It runs all the way through Christmas time at the uh, Haunted that- Mansion. They just lucked out with that being that it covers both holidays, (laughs) but um, it is so great. If you have not seen the overlay, the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay on the Haunted Mansion, buy a plane ticket, come and see this because it's it's incredible. And I remember the first time I went on this, it was mind blowing how much detail they put in there. It's not just a simple overlay of throwing in a few little, you know, knickknacks from the movie. It is a full-blown brand new ride basically i love it and i love my favorite 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 thing is when you come around the corner at the end and yes yes he's where the hitchhiking ghosts sit okay speaking of my favorite thing this is one of the most creative insane things that the disney imagineers do every year on top of the fact that they completely overhaul the ride they build this gingerbread house for the ballroom scene every year. They completely redo the ballroom scene. And every year, the chefs, the pastry team at Disneyland, this is their massive mm-hmm. big project. And it's a real gingerbread house. Like, it's baked gingerbread, guys. It's not like cardboard holding this thing up that they painted over. No, the culinary team at Disneyland, the pastry chefs all build this thing. There are videos. They've done documentaries about the building of this thing before. And this year is the 20th anniversary of the overlay and building of the insane gingerbread house. So this year they're calling. I didn't realize it was 20 years, 20 years. So it was supposed to be last year, obviously, but then this year is the 20th. So they're calling it the Frankenhouse, gingerbread Frankenhouse, because what they've done, and you can look around online for it, they have made the biggest one they've ever made. It's it sits on that ballroom table in the ballroom scene, and it incorporates elements from all previous nineteen <gasps> houses. Whoa. Yeah, it's so cool. So it's got like Oogie Boogie's house, and you see the ghost and the like it's just it's it's so cool. So okay. go look at it online if you're not going to be able to go down to Disneyland. But I highly recommend you getting to Disneyland and seeing this thing, seeing the whole overlay, and then just taking in this gingerbread. Like, it's a real edible gingerbread house that they build that sits in there. Um, it's it's just amazing. And so this one is going to be really special. Just the fact that it's basically a Frankenstein of all the previous 19 houses to commemorate the 20th anniversary. I love that. Oh my gosh. I can't wait. Adam, you also forgot a really great detail about the overlay. They pump in the scent of gingerbread when you get into that ballroom scene. It's so great. Disney and the smells, Disney smells, Disney feels, Disney smells. So anyway, go check it out. I think it'd be really cool if they sell like, um, which they probably are because this is Disney, but if they sell like, um, pins or something that look like 
this gingerbread house <gasps> to commemorate the 20th anniversary. I hope That'd so. be really cool. I hope they I'm not do. big into pins, but I would almost want to get that because I love this so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that is some of the fun over at Disneyland. Now over at DCA, where they do the Oogie Boogie Bash. Mm-hmm. Actually, wait, no, I'm not done with Disneyland. I almost forgot the most important thing. What? Fireworks are back. <gasps> Yay! So, okay. Uh, they are bringing back the Halloween Screams Nighttime Spectacular at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. It's going to be full of Nightmare Before Christmas music, other villains, all this stuff. Here's the catch. You have to go on the weekends if you want to see fireworks. Oh, um, okay. They are only doing the fireworks on the weekends. I'm assuming that means Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then Monday through Thursday, it's just going to be pyro and like the light show and the projections down Main Street and on the castle like they do. Mm-hmm. You get the added fireworks on Friday, Saturday and Sunday to see it. But that's amazing. We're getting fireworks back. Like things are coming back to normal. I'm so excited. You know, Adam, we're going on Saturday to Disneyland and we're staying the night down there. So my um, in-laws ended up getting a hotel that we're all staying at. And I don't believe my almost five-year-old now has seen the fireworks at all because we usually leave before they start. And we never stay down in Anaheim. So I think this seems like a really good opportunity for her to get to finally see them. Yeah. And it's a good one to see it. It's the yeah. Halloween show. Yeah. So anyway, that's really exciting. Okay, but now over to DCA where the Oogie Boogie Bash is going on. So, you know, they used to do like Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, which has kind of not really been a thing yeah. uh, because of COVID. Now they've got Oogie Boogie Dip Bash over at DCA. And they are going full in with some of the, like, I think we keep talking about how these character interactions are growing over at DCA, especially with um, Avengers Campus and like the performances they're doing and all that. So if you watched a beautiful little show called WandaVision on Disney Plus, and if you haven't watched it, stop this stop podcast right doing. now and go yeah, and turn go on go Disney Plus and watch it. Hey, everybody, this is the Gen D podcast resident unpaid intern slash editor coming at you with an editor's note. If you haven't seen the WandaVision series Adam and Dana are currently raving about but plan to, you might want to skip the next minute and 20 seconds to avoid some massive spoilers. If you have seen it or that kind of thing doesn't bother you, by all means, carry on. And now, back to the show. It's so good. It was so good. It was so but good. The one of the villains, the villain, I guess I should say, which was the best character in the entire show. No offense to uh, Miss Olsen, but... Uh, Agatha and the Agatha theme song, Agatha All Along. So good. Was genius. So, anyway, Agatha is there and she's taken over the sanctum at uh, Avengers Campus, Doctor Strange's sanctum. So, she's got a whole little show going on down there, which I cannot wait to go see. I, I love that I they're know. doing this. Ugh. You know, they a few years ago for the Disney World like Halloween show, they brought in the Sanderson sisters from Hocus Pocus and they do the whole mm-hmm. I put a spell on you song. And it's awesome. Yep. I love that they're bringing in the real life villains of some of their you know intellectual properties into these uh, these events now. It's so fun. Yeah, I really hope the Agatha all along theme song. Is playing it has to. It has to. It's so good. She was, I mean, Catherine Hahn in that was genius. Mm-hmm. Like, she just, she was the whole show before the reveal of her being Agatha. She was great, but this genius, genius, genius. So I absolutely love that they're bringing her. And then 
staying on the theme of bringing real characters in, uh, the Emma Stone version of Cruella will be at DCA as well, having a bit of a very wicked fashion show nice uh, at dca so and i i watched a little bit from cast member previews or some videos online about it and she's sassy she's up there she's doing her the actress is doing her best emma stone um and it looks good it's good oh, i think it's gonna be really that's fun. so cool i don't know if you heard but they also brought sid from toy story you know the villain of toy story the first one oh. the next door neighbor kid sid they have a, a you know real life person playing sid and he's over on the Pixar Pier area, kind of next to the big Pixar ball that has water on it. And he's torturing toys, of course. I love it. Yeah, I know. I love it. I know. Like, I love that they're bringing in all these. Look, Oogie Boogie Bash is very expensive to go to. Um, but I do love that they're bringing in all this other fun stuff yeah. to see. And, and I and I love that they're bringing in all these extra performers and all that stuff. Um, but just speaking of non-Halloween really quick, uh, if you've seen the new Marvel movie, the Shang-Chi movie, uh, Shang-Chi is now at Avengers. Oh, Campus that's so cool. Well. So I think they're going to continue to just pop in the new characters as they show up. It's like the never ending wealth of characters. So if you're an actor in LA, uh, haven't been cast by Marvel yet, maybe go check out the Disneyland, uh, <laughs> Casting calls because <laughs> looks like they're going to continually be just adding characters all the time. Actors as soon as as fast as Marvel can shoot actors them out. in LA. I don't know if we have any of those. Uh, none, none. Yeah. Anyway, might be hard for them to um, fill that. So one of Dana and I's favorite topics. Wonder what that might be. Wait, what? Drinks, alcohol, Drinks. <laughs> alcohol, uh, alcohol and coffee yeah. <laughs> so like my two go to. So there are a ton of special Halloween treats at Disneyland in DCA. I think over the next couple of weeks, we'll kind of break down what you guys can get, what you can taste as we go to the parks. We'll try them. We'll come back with thoughts. I'm sure Dana will have thoughts after she goes. I'll have hopefully we're going in a couple of weeks and I'll have some thoughts so we'll share. But wanted to talk about our favorite things, drinks. We'll keep it uh, family friendly at the beginning here for two beverages, non-alcoholic, that are going to be over at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. And we all know I love cold brew. Yes. Cold brew coffee. And it's slowly been creeping up more and more yes. at Disneyland. They have the cold brew over in Galaxy's Edge at Docking Bay 7. Well, so now there are going to be two different specialty holiday Halloween cold brews at the parks. So over at Hungry Bear, Mm -hmm. so, you know, back in Critter Country, little sliver of Critter Country back over there, they are going to have the something Winnie the Pooh may be having at Halloween, the honey cream cold brew. So that's going to be a cold brew coffee with a honey cream poured over (gasps) it. And that's four ninety nine. That's not, not terrible bad, for actually. a cold brew. Also, us Californians love our cold brew. It's kind of the only way we can drink coffee. Which, by the way, <laughs> this Saturday is supposed to be a high of ninety five degrees. So, Oof. yeah, we're gonna be there on Saturday in that heat. So, I think a cold brew sounds just right up my alley. So, will you have the choice of that one, or you can go over to the Red Rose Tavern? Oh, we love the Red Rose Tavern. So they have the candy apple cold brew, mm-hmm. and that is going to be a cold brew coffee with apple syrup, whipped cream, and caramel sauce. Mm, okay. I don't know how I feel about that one. I think I would stick with the honey cream cold brew because Starbucks has like a honey almond milk cold yes, brew. Yes, it one is One that's good. really good. 
I agree. I think I'm going to go to the Hungry Bear and get that cold brew before the Red Rose Tavern. But this is also just an announcement about the Red Rose Tavern in general. If you're looking for a good breakfast at Disneyland, go to the Red Rose Tavern. They've got an excellent breakfast, uh, a breakfast burger, and just like some Ooh, like bacon and a breakfast burger, a breakfast hamburger. Yeah, it's so delicious. They put an egg on it. Ryan gets it every time we go, and then we my. Friend Sierra and I usually split the like breakfast platter. Their potatoes are particularly really great. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, noted. Maybe we'll we'll break out of our habit of always rushing back to Galaxy's Edge and getting a breakfast run. <laughs> but okay, so back over to DCA for the good stuff. The drinks. There are some drinks over DCA, and some of the stuff I'm like, I gotta go with. I don't know. <laughs> We'll just let's go through it. All right. So at Clarabelle's hand scooped ice cream, uh-huh. they have a spiked hard apple float, which this one might not be too bad. It's basically hard apple cider with apple sorbet drizzled with caramel sauce. So it's like an ice cream float, but with hard apple cider and, uh, you know, the apple sorbet. It's going to be very apple. I'd be into that, especially because it's a sorbet. I'm trying to kind of stay away from some of the dairy stuff. So I try it. I like a yeah. hard cider. So it might be good. So that that's going to be $12, which oh. in terms of alcoholic beverages, that's not too bad. Oh, I don't know. That's pretty pricey for bucks. a hard cider. I mean, how much is a regular hard cider or a beer at, at DCA now? Like okay. eight bucks, nine bucks? Good point. No, I think a, like an, a beer is about $10. So you're paying two bucks more for a scoop of ice cream on it? Yeah, that's not terrible. Yeah. All right. Well, if you think that's bad, just wait. So okay. Hollywood Lounge, that uh, drink spot that's kind of like tucked back in the corner next to Monsters, Inc. Uh, yes. You go see Mickey's Fill Her Magic by it. That beautiful little spot. So they have quite a few drinks. Um, and this is where I'm like, okay, Disney. <laughs> I'm, all right. So we have the Fanta Spooky Spirit. Okay. All right. So this is Fanta Pina Colada flavor, which I didn't even know Fanta made a Pina Colada flavored Fanta, but of course they do. Nope, I'm Uh, out. I'm already out. (laughs) So it's Fanta Pina Colada with white rum and then melon liqueur in it. Ew, no. (laughs) So that'll set you back $15 for that cocktail. If you want to call that a cocktail. I don't even know what you call that. All right, so now they have... (laughs) Worms, dice, and everything nice. Okay. It's like Oogie Boogie, like, the worms and the dice. Yeah, it's 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 literally an Oogie Boogie cocktail. I don't know why they just didn't name it Oogie Boogie, but okay. <clears throat> Midori. Oh, God. I feel like I'm 20 again. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, there's more. So Midori, peach schnapps, creme de menthe. Orange and pineapple juice topped with gummy worms and oogie boogie dice glow cubes. 21-year-old Dana would be all about this, but that sounds disgusting. Would 21-year-old Dana pay $22 (gasps) for that drink? No. $22 for that drink. That's the most expensive cocktail, specialty cocktail that they're doing. They probably, for the two gummies, that those are like a dollar a piece right there. Well, that or that they're giving you two of those glow cubes. Oh, that that's it. Light up, come with it. And that's, which those are like $5.99 to add on if you want to toss one into your drink anyway. So. Yeah, no. I mean, I've done it. So whatever. Uh, <laughs> so then, okay. God. 
PB and J, PBJ and W. Uh, what's okay. the W? Whiskey? <laughs> oh yeah, but wait, there's more. So, <laughs> I mean, what? Are, I don't know what they're thinking when they come up with some of these because, like, no, well, clearly right. they're not sober when they're doing it. <laughs> Why this is a thing that even exists, I don't know. But it's peanut butter and raspberry jam hard cider. Oh, okay. <laughs> with a shot of peanut butter whiskey. In the drink. There's a, I'm sorry, there's an actual whiskey that is already peanut okay. butter whiskey? Yeah, and we have, we have to talk about this because I was maybe a little inebriated one night and somebody gave me a taste of peanut butter whiskey. And I was like, ooh, this is fun. So then I went online and ordered a bottle. This was four years ago. That bottle is still in my liquor cabinet <laughs> because it's awful. <laughs> And out of principle, I cannot throw it away. So it's it sits in there. If I get real desperate, I have made a PB. I actually made one thing with it that's semi-decent. It's a Manhattan, like a play on a Manhattan. Mm-hmm. It's a PB&J Manhattan. So basically what I just do is I make a Manhattan using the peanut butter whiskey and add extra of the maraschino cherry syrup in it. Mm-hmm. And then it's not so bad. But this sounds awful. Whoever, like, there is a special place in H-E double hockey sticks for somebody making a peanut butter and raspberry jam hard cider. Like, I can't even begin to imagine what that tastes yeah, like. Yeah, all of these choices <laughs> sound pretty atrocious to me, and I think I'm just going to stick with a <laughs> solid beer or, you know, an IPA while I'm there. Oh, but there's oh, more, no. Dana. Oh, no. So, okay, hold on. So the PBJ&W will run you $16. I almost feel like if we go in a couple of weeks, we just need to go to Hollywood Lounge. And if we had an expense account for this podcast, but we don't, we would need to like buy them all and like do a video of tasting these and just dealing with it. But we don't. So that <laughs> might not happen. So that's $16. All right. So then we have the Howl Oween concoction. Okay. And this is a Micheletta with white tequila and pineapple chamoy topped with spicy candy. I don't love it, but I would say of all of the four you've just described, that's yeah. the one I would probably get. Yeah. So that one, that one will set you back 16 bucks. Okay. But then we finally have the only one that I think I could handle. Okay. It's over at Lamplight Lounge, and it's at their upstairs outdoor terrace. It's usually more the, like, first come, first serve seating there. Yeah. Um, they're just calling it. They got real creative with this. One. I think they were just drunk at this point and gave up naming <laughs> things. It's just called specialty cocktail. No. So, <laughs> yeah. So that's that. They just called it specialty cocktail. Cool. So it's anejo tequila, mezcal, agave, hibiscus, and lemon juice. Oh, I would drink. I that. I could do that. I would drink that. Yep. So it's like a fancy margarita for seventeen bucks. Okay. Yeah, I would get that. So I don't know, folks. Like. <laughs> Just, I mean, maybe we'll try a couple of these just to try them. Definitely not the worms, dice, and everything nice for $22. But I, my, my, my sense of curiosity almost wants to try the PBJ and W just to see how. Maybe we'll afford two and we'll do like a little video on our Instagram of us trying two there of them. But I will tell you, just hearing the word Midori, <laughs> I think I got a Midori Sour as my first cocktail at like a club in Seattle when I was 21. And at first I thought it tasted really great. And then by the end, I think I was ready to puke it up. I mean, I just... Fanta pina colada flavor. Oh, gross. I don't know, people. I, you know, maybe just stick with a beer. I, 
That's what I'm doing. Here's here's what I will tell you, Adam. I would happily try any of those four cocktails well before I ever tried a turkey leg. Ooh. So would you drink the worms, dice, and everything nice? So you would have to down Midori peach snobs, creme de menthe, and orange and pineapple juice and eat the gummy worms. No, no. Do I have <laughs> over a turkey leg? Yes, yes. I would do it over a turkey leg. It Eating oh, a whole turkey boy. leg versus drinking that horrible concoction. One bite of a turkey leg versus drinking that horrible concoction. Well, that's different. That's not a fair balance. Would you, would you chop in on one bite of a turkey leg or have that concoction? I think I'd still pick concoction. Wow. Yeah, I really, really have no interest in that turkey leg. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen no. one day. One day it will happen, people, and it'll be a glorious uh-huh. day. Anyway, so that's all I had. Um, you know, let us know if you've had some of these. Good luck. Maybe for some of them, bring you some heartburn medicine <laughs> to go with it. Oh, we're old now. Those are things we might need with this couple of these, especially the, you know, Fanta spooky spirit. Anyway, <laughs> uh, that's that's what I had. So well, good. So Dana, yes. Do, Oh, we have a vault. You know what? I've listened to us redoing this. It doesn't doesn't work. work. You can do it It because you have a deep voice, but I can't go. You just have to, you just have to really get close and say, and now to the vault. And I can't, I'm laughing too much. And now I can't, I can't, my voice doesn't go that deep. So you'll just have to always do it for us. We need somebody like, or Vincent Price. Do I get to guess? Um, Yes, you get to guess for the vault today. Okay. This was one of the opening attractions at Disneyland. I mean, there are a lot of opening attractions at Disneyland. Is this uh, uh, Peter Pan? It is not Peter Pan. I'll let you guess one more. Do I get one more clue? No. I'm trying to think of a clue that doesn't give it away. Um, (laughs) It was an opening attraction. Go. Well, there's a lot. Okay. Okay. I got it. Um, It's also in Fantasyland. Mr. Toad? No, but I don't think Mr. Toad was an opening attraction. Was he opening day? I don't. I thought it was. I don't think it was, but now I don't know. I guess we'll have to do Mr. Toad. The carousel? Yes, you guessed it. Ah. It's the carousel. Okay, but right. you, that was your third guess, so you technically didn't win. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to – I. This is such a sweet story. Everybody loves the carousel. Even if you're kind of like, eh, it's just a carousel. The the Disneyland carousel has a very, very important role. And it's basically the reason that Disneyland is here. So I we're going way back before 1955, before the park opened. And we're going all the way to about eight years before the park opened to Walt himself. So... I think we've all heard the story that Disneyland was created by Walt when he was having a day with his daughters out in Los Angeles. And there's a specific quote that I'm going to read that's from Walt himself. The idea for Disneyland came around when my daughters were very young and Saturday was always daddy's day with the two daughters. And as I sat there on a bench in Griffith Park while they rode a merry-go-round, I felt that there should be something where the parents and children could have fun together. So that's how Disneyland started. It all started from a daddy with two daughters wondering where he could take them when he could have a little fun as well. 
And the mouse. And the mouse. Then later the mouse. Well, before the mouse. (laughs) So he was watching his kids on a carousel in Griffith Park and thought, I want to create an actual theme park where we can enjoy this all together. So it really did start with that carousel, which I think is super cool. Mm -hmm. I know. And so, and by the way, as an aside, if you ever want to see that exact bench from Griffith Park, they have it at Disneyland. If you go inside um, the Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln ride right out front in that lobby, they have the bench quartered off so you can see it. Um, So the carousel itself was a requirement for Disneyland to be opened. And Walt had very specific reasons as to how he wanted his carousel to look. He wanted it to be very classic and ornate, and he wanted it to be huge. Now, at the time, carousels only went two horses or two animals deep, and he wanted a four-horse deep carousel, which is what they have today. He found a carousel in Toronto, of all places, at a theme park that was going out of business. And so he purchased this carousel from that Toronto theme park. And that carousel was actually built in 1922. It is the exact same carousel that you see today. So next time you're at Disneyland, look at that carousel. It's from 1922. That's amazing. That, like, it's amazing. Like, that that... That sitting there, that thing was made in 1922 and they've kept it up. I mean, they've refurbished it a lot, I'm sure. Well, let's talk about that. There's a lot of refurbishment that went in. So the bones of that carousel are the 1922 carousel. But in 1955, they realized that they needed to do a lot of work. Again, they had to build it out a little bit more to create the four horses versus the two that it came with. And this particular carousel came with all the other animals as well. There were giraffes and deer and lions. And Walt was very serious about wanting it to be all horses. He wanted it to be King Arthur's carousel and it needed to be galloping horses. So he took all of those lions and giraffes, et cetera, and put them in the Casey Jr. train ride. So, yes, you can still see them. Uh, And they came from the original. So – he scoured, he and his his team scoured all of the United States to find more horses. Several of them came from Coney Island, um, several, just really from everywhere. And that's where he started refurbishing the horses. But he discovered that a lot of these horses were still made of like paper mache and like newspaper and things like that. So they had to basically recreate out of wood a lot of these original horses. Um So the other piece that Walt was really stuck on is that he wanted each of these horses to be moving. If you've been on a carousel before, you know that a lot of the time they are stationary, the the horses or the animals. But he wanted all of them to be in a jumping or galloping position. So on top of changing the horse's look to create hooves that were moving and not stationary, they also had to create new poles for each one of these horses so that they could go up and down on that track and that's what we still have today when the ride first opened all of the horses were brown except for one white horse and that one white horse was so popular that there was a separate line for people to ride the one white horse and that line (laughs) would be like 20 to 30 minutes long of course and so in 1975 they were like this is not working for us and they repainted all of the horses white so that's why they're all white now uh and then we can't talk about the horses without talking about the most important one which is jingles the lead horse 
So Jingles was Lillian Disney's favorite horse, and she is the lead horse of the carousel. In 2005, when Disney had their 50th anniversary, uh, the Imagineers pulled her off of the carousel, painted her in 18-karat gold leaf, and set her out in front of the Dumbo ride as a photo op. What? Yeah. So she was she's gold. Um, and then in 2008, the most special piece of Jingles happened. They put her back in rotation. They painted her white with the pastel colors like you see today. And they dedicated her to none other than Mary Poppins herself, Julie Andrews. So when you ride the ride, it is um, Julie's horse. And you will see there's a little- Is there a line for that horse now? Probably. You, I've asked <laughs> to ride her before. It's pretty cool. I'll, I'll send you a picture. We can post it on yes, ride Instagram. Julie Andrews. That's- I asked to ride Julie Andrews, yes. No, I asked to ride Jingles. <laughs> and you will see there's a little crest next to Jingles' chest that has um, a silhouette of Mary Poppins, her boots, um, the little umbrella, and then a J-A initials. So for Julie Andrews. So I have never been on the carousel. <gasps> because as a grown adult, going to Disneyland without children, a little awkward. But um, – you guys can't see this at home, but you can probably hear in the background my little friend just joined me. Uh, hi, so Noah. Hi, Noah. Hi, everybody. I'm Noah. Hi. Anyway, he's oh, here. he's but giving now, me a smile. He's like, hey, He's Dana. smiling now. Oh, he's he's got two little teeth, too. Sorry, folks. We're having a little moment here. Oh. Um, but anyway, so now that Noah's here, how, I can't wait to ride it with him. I can't wait to take him on the carousel and ride them. How tall do kids have to be to go on the carousel? Is there an eight or height? There's no height limit, so he can ride it what? now. I know. It's so great. But where? It, how? Because he goes in my lap, right? Yes. Or you can do the bench. Know. There's one bench, and then there's, uh, by the way, 68 horses uh, and Ooh, one bench. You can, 68 horses. You can sit with him. He can. You can prop, like, kind of hold him up. I see a lot of people with babies do that. <laughs> Oh, he's very excited about that right now. <laughs> it's exciting. He'll love it. And it's my daughter's favorite, one of her favorite rides. We have to do it every single time. And one time, and I'll also send this video, we got to ride it with the Disneyland band and they came on and played a what? bunch of music live right behind us. Oh, well, well, that's magic. I know. It was pretty incredible. Oh. Yeah, I want, I can't wait to take him on it. So this next trip, I'll have to take him on it. Yes. Because now he's sitting up, he's doing his own thing. He's a wild man at this point. Oh. So we will take him on it. You got to ride jingles. You got to ride jingles. You want to go ride jingles. But your dad would really, your other dad would really like it to ride jingles. Yeah. He loves Mary Poppins. Yeah. We know that. And he loves Julie Andrews. Um, that's amazing. I know. I will tell you, I, I was impressed to learn all of this information about King Arthur's Carousel. My friend Amanda, who I have a photo with of us writing jingles, she is the one who had originally told me all that information about it being dedicated to Julie Andrews. And so um, definitely a lot of people know about the Julie Andrews aspect to this. And if you've seen the movie Saving Mr. Banks, that's the same yeah. horse that they ride in the movie. Oh, that's yeah. such a good movie. We just rewatched it not too long ago. It's so great. I actually, I'm maybe unpopular opinion. I like it better than the new Mary Poppins. Oh, agreed. Fully agree with you. It, on like that. it was a better, like it was almost like a better idea of a sequel for Mary Poppins than the. No offense to Emily Blunt, she's phenomenal, but like it was better. Oh, I, I thought Saving Mr. Banks was better. Fully agree, and I just love a good period piece. Yep. It, oh, it's so good. And to see, like, when she's at the um, 
the Beverly Hills Hotel. Yes, so great. Oh, Just, and then like when she walks into the room and they filled it with all the Disney stuff, Disney characters. Yes, uh, I loved <laughs> it. And if you want to see, that is really Walt's studio office. If you ever want to know what that looks like, they really filmed, oh, they filmed? inside there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah, uh, that's such a good movie. Well, now that we have Mr. Noah here, I guess we should wrap up the show. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's currently rolling around on the floor. He crawls now, guys. Yay! This is where we're at. He's seven, a little over seven months now, and he is crawling and he scoots around this apartment like he owns the place at this point. And our poor dog is fearing for her life. <laughs> Noah just sees her and Noah's like, hey, and like starts channel running over to her. So, yeah, I think this next Disneyland trip with him will be very different. He's much more, you know, he was five months when we went last time. Yeah. So he'll probably be he'll be over eight. He'll be about eight months when we go this next time. And it's just it's a world of difference. So I can't wait to see his face on like more of the rides. He'll be more awake and all this stuff. So, yes. Well, I can't wait to take him on the carousel. Uh, Yeah, we're going to go on the carousel, buddy. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. uh, Well, thanks, everybody. Dana, what do I need to do if I want to plan a trip to a Disney park? Well, Adam, all you need to do is reach out to me. We have our. What? Yes. It's that easy? Literally any way you want to reach out to me. Through our (laughs) Instagram. You can email us. You can go to our website, get a quote form. And we book any sort of Disney vacation you can think of. Disney World, Disney Cruise, Disneyland. You name it. I got you covered. So reach out for a free quote and we will get you started on your magical vacation. Amazing. And yeah, give us a follow. Shoot us a little DM, as the kids say, over on Instagram at Generation D Pod. Um, and uh, give us a little love on the Apple Podcast review. Love us, star us, all that stuff. If you want to keep you follow know, us, we're going to keep we're going to keep yammering if you like us or not. Yeah. But, um, just, you know, give us a little love. Anyway, I hope everybody has a great week and happy start to Halloween season. Yay. All right. Have a good one. Bye.